Five, four, three, two, one. This is flashback. Now, here comes the music. Something more befitting a man of your education. Get the situation under control, gentlemen. And now, from an undisclosed location, for good reason, it's the Midlife Crisis Show, starring Elliot Kleiner and Peter Applebaum, recorded live and unscripted, but then carefully edited. I'm wearing a support, but that's another story. I'm wearing a support, that's another story. English literacy. Welcome to the Midlife Crisis Show. This is episode number two, and the accolades and the applause has been ringing in our ears and has been ever since it didn't go to air last week. At least half the people that know me that listened to the one segment we did get to air Mm. thought to ring me and ask me what this means, what it is, and whether we're going to continue doing it. And that's right, which is why I think it's appropriate we're talking about understanding the English language. Before we do that, we cannot go to our subject of the day until we acknowledge our most gracious and generous sponsors. The Midlife Crisis Show is brought to you by... Tick Yes! Interactive Investor... Quick... Print... Balloons! And Promlight Events. And their sponsors who we have wined, we've dined, we've laughed, we've loved, we've slept with them, we've woken up and we've done everything. And all their checks bounced. That's right. And their polls too. But we decided to come back anyway. That's right. Because we are passionate about today's subject. The topic of the day I am passionate about, English literacy is Generation Y killing it or murdering it. Well, I think it all started when we spawned this generation that is called the Millennials or Y. And we do ask why, because so often they don't have the foggiest idea about what we say. Just before we get onto the topic itself, I want to talk for a moment about Gen Y. I've often said that I think whoever it was that decided to name the generations and put a letter on them did in fact start this whole process a little further down the alphabet than they possibly should have. Yeah, what's next? What's next, Elliot? That's what I want to know. We get to Z and we start again. I was going to say, in our lifetime, with any luck, we may see Generation AA. (laughs) I have known several people, particularly from my generation, that use AA, but that again is another episode Altogether, And it sounded something like this. Hello, I'm Peter Applebaum, and I have not mixed a metaphor in almost four days. <laughs> I actually had a cross line. This is back in, the, back in the dark ages when we actually had home phones. I actually had a cross line with Alcoholics Anonymous. It was actually quite sad because I think it was a Sunday night, and there I was having a very pleasant evening doing whatever I was doing. Phone rings. I'm Tom, and I'm an alcoholic. Uh... Okay, uh, thanks, Tom. Not sure I can help you. The phone did not stop ringing all night. In the end, I just said, stop drinking, and hung up. <laughs> I was handing out some flyers one time uh, in, in my neighbourhood, and there's a community hall uh, a couple of hundred yards down the road, and I stopped into this community hall to ask, because I noticed the door was open, whether I could just drop a pile of these handbills on the uh, notice board table near the front door. And there was a bunch of people in there, and they, they had some cakes out on the table, and they were shuffling some chairs around in preparation for something, didn't know what, probably two dozen people, 
all different heights, shapes, sizes, you know, ages, all different people. And a couple of them came prancing across the room with beaming smiles and ever so welcoming eyes and outstretched arms. Welcome, welcome, come join us. What's your name? I said, look, hi, I'm Elliot. I'm, I'm, I just wanted to see if I could drop some of these flyers here on the table. Oh, don't worry about that. Come on in. Everybody's welcome. No, no, really, I can't stay. No, no, I, I know how you feel. It's really important that you just let go and know that you're among friends. Excuse me. What are you talking about? <laughs> what kind of meeting is this? Come on, you don't need to be shy with us. We all had the same problem. How long has it been since you had a drink? I said, is this Alcoholics Anonymous? They said, we're not big on labels here, but you know you're welcome. See ya. Yeah. My flyers are on the table. You see, I was expecting the great denouement of that story you just told me to be, it was a sexaholics meeting. And that may have been a different response had it been that type of meeting. I would have stayed. Yeah. Yeah. And the Lamingtons looked really good. And there was no connotation at all with the Lamingtons. I didn't mean to bring the Lamingtons into oh. it at exactly that point. Yeah, We don't have any Lamingtons here tonight. So if any one of our sponsors or potential sponsors wants to deliver Lamingtons to the Midlife Crisis show headquarters, please feel free. Okay, we're going to go to a song. As soon as we come back, I'm getting serious about wordiness and verbiage. Wordiness and verbiage. Elliot is getting serious. I'm not a real 
the leading event company for school formals Australia-wide, Prom Night Events have the biggest list of luxury inclusions and venues on offer. This is the formal. There's no second chance. Letting Prom Night Events do all the work for you costs less than it would to do it all yourself. They put more students into more school formals at more Sydney venues for more years than anyone else. Prom Night Events. School formal. Problem solved. Go to prom.com.au. Just for the record. We've already established that I'm a wuss and Elliot is tough. We're back and we were starting to talk about wordiness and verbiage. That's right. Two of my favourite non-words. There are so many other non-words and non-phrases mm. and so many nonsensical misinterpretations of the meanings of phrases. Now, I'm concerned uh, and, and I want anybody who thinks that they know more than me about this to participate and help me if I'm steering this in the wrong direction. I'm, I'm acutely aware that, that language and English being no different to any other must naturally evolve, has to evolve, must change. What we have now doesn't vaguely resemble what we would have started with back in Anglo-Saxon times. Or John Donne, the Canterbury Tales, I farteth. We don't say that anymore. We're much more efficient. I farted. It's easier to say. That's right. It's okay, okay if you've got a lisp, though. I farteth. Farteth. But every year, there's actually a big sort of publicity thing about how many new words that they mm. have added to the dictionary. And, and they make a big, you know, thing about it and, and we add more words. But what I, what I need for people to understand is that while they do add words and creative and new phraseology emerges as the language does evolve, they don't can anything from the dictionary, right? So it's not like there's a finite number of words and phrases and they have to retire a few in order to make room for the new ones. They just add more. And that means that the ones that we don't use often enough get forgotten. Uh, it's and, not like the, the LIFO system, last in, first out, or no, first in, last out. Type and nor should it be, because no. there, there's a whole plethora. There's a great plethora word. Plethora means lots. Lots and lots. There is a plethora well, that, of... Well, it's only lots and lots if you say it twice. So plethora and plethora, which means... Which is hard to say yes. fast. There's a lot of words that are being mistakenly or unintentionally retired by the current generation simply because our generation is not making enough use of them to pass them on with any great vigour. Vigour is another one. Vigour, vigour. Full of figure, full of vigour. Or is it the fact that uh, the words that the current generation, the millennials, the Gen Ys, are getting rid of are just lame? Lame's a good one. Lame. Lame does not mean what Gen Y thinks it Mm. means. Uh, they use the word lame as if embarrassing. Well, that's right. That's lame not, or it's stupid it or is. boring. It, well, it's like lame really belongs to a horse. It does. A horse with a sore leg or foot is lame. That's right. Of course. It's unable to function on all four legs equally. Well, that's what it was a problem with Mr. Ed, which is why he had to resort to talking. He was lame. But he was full of wordiness and verbiage. Oh, indeed. And he was good at it. He was better at it than Wilbur. Oh, my God, Wilbur. Wilbur was a sex symbol. Did you know that, Elliot? I, I didn't. I hadn't given it much thought, I must mm. uh, confess. But now I'm uh, that you've brought it up, I'm, I'm probably bound to for the next couple of days. Well, ladies and gentlemen, go to YouTube and look up Mr. Ed and Wilbur, and you'll see what I'm talking about. Or it worried me that the guy was named Wilbur and the horse was named Ed. Mm. I don't know if that was intentional. No, that was lame. 
it was pretty low. Well, Mr. Ed was, but anyway, that's where we started. In regards to. Mm. Or with regards to. It's with regard to. It is not in regards to. Learn this lesson, people. And I'm speaking to teachers. If you're a teacher and you've been teaching kids in regards to, please take yourself outside and smack yourself on the hand with a ruler. Mm. And I think the thing that will probably be being said now is, what's a ruler? What's a ruler? Yeah. What's a ruler? What's the world coming to when people don't know what a ruler is? Well, there are rulers of law and yeah. there are rulers of language. And rulers of countries. Irregardless. And irrespective. It is not irregardless. That word doesn't exist. It's regardful, people. Get it right. And they won't. They you, won't. Know, you know what they're going to learn from this? Nothing. 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 With three Ks. N-U-F-I-N-K. Add a couple of Ks for effect. Nothing. Nothing. And something, something good might come out of this. Funny how but, the people who will use nothing will use something. Yeah. There's a G there, people. There's no shortage of Gs. Use it. Which takes us back to Mr. Ed. He was a GG. What bothers you? What are the phrases that drive you insane when you hear them being spoken yeah. out loud? And for some of you, it will be a very short drive. Know what I'm saying? Yeah. Know what I'm saying? Nup. Know what I'm saying? Nup. There's a word called no, but nup is, it's probably longer, but it's, it has much more impact. Journalists are also among the worst offenders. Now, when I say journalists, I'm not talking about journalists that have 30, 40 years of experience. They know better. I'm talking about Gen Y journalists, 20s and 30s, and here are some of the classics that absolutely get my goat. And let's not talk about getting goats. When there's a storm, the phrase is not to bunker down. It is to hunker down. It's an American phrase, but let's get it right if we're going to use it, if we're going to steal it. The other one that I hate is when we're talking sports reporting and I hear about unanswered tries. Such and such team ran in so many unanswered tries. Now, do we know what an unanswered try is? An unanswered try is one where somebody gets the ball and runs the entire length of the field without being challenged, without one person attempting to grab them. That is an unanswered try. It is impossible for any team to have an entire game of 20 or 30 unanswered tries. Doesn't work, people. It's a try. It's not an unanswered try. If somebody made a, an attempt to try and drag that person to the ground, this was answered. After this word from our gracious sponsor, we will come back and take a caller on this. I see that the switchboard is lighting up like a Christmas tree. And that's only because we're making the calls ourselves. A Christmas tree with one light. Need to create a digital marketing program? Like send out emails to prospects, create content for social media, or even develop a mobile app? You need Tick Yes. Email us at info at tickyes.com or go to our website at www.tickyes.com to see what we've done for other clients. Maybe we can help you to achieve the same sorts of results. That's tickyes.com. We're talking to Narelle. Hello, Narelle. Hello, Elliot. How are you, girl? Exceptionally average, thank you. Exceptionally average. Great use of the wordiness and verbiage of the English literacy that we love so much. Now, I understand that you've got some pet hates which span not only the uh, appropriate use of certain words but 
grammar and spelling and punctuation as well. I do have a theory that unless you can really know how to spell things, don't go on Facebook and leave notes. Mm. Well, that's okay. that's actually that's, a, that's the worst part about the internet. It exposes how poor people are when it comes to spelling. But doesn't everything have spell check? Anyway, I don't like people that use D-O-S-E in place of does, dose and does. Because <laughs> they're two different words. That is. One is a medicinal measure. Mm. A medicinal measure. Do you know how few people know That's what medicinal right. is That's right. in Generation Y? What's another one? Another one is vow. When you get married, you say vow. You don't say vow. That's A-E-I-O and you. That sounded like an accusation. <laughs> or a debt. Yeah, and or you. a debt. A, <laughs> I owe you. It's a debt, A. Sorry? A, it's a debt. A. A, that's, oh, that's yes. another one. Well, we know you come from Queensland. Well, that's right. sentence with A. Or New Zealand. New Zealand, yeah. Hey, hey, what, speaking Nare- of New Zealand. Oh, let's, let, let's get started is, on New Zealand. I, they I deserve it. Holy and solely on Jeff Fennick's head. Use is not a word mm. unless it's a plethora of female sheep. Mm. She used the word plethora. I love that. Yeah. I love plethora. Yeah, we're, we're, you're, you're one of us, Narelle. You can stay. That's right. We like you. Thanks. Look, this is a, this is a bit of a pedantic little thing, but it's it's people don't know how to spell its, I-T-S, correctly. Because as you and I know, Narelle. Use and I. Use and I. That's a plethora of people, in fact, Elliot. I don't like people that put I-Z-E instead of I-S-E oh, in words either. That's the challenge with American spell check. That's it. See, this is software-based. We've got... Uh, Microsoft that automatically loads Microsoft Word and my, all the Microsoft products, utilize, utilizing the American dictionary mm. as the default, and and all we've got a whole generation of people that are, are now being taught that. Because well, I think the royal family should be taking America back since they're having a terrible trouble over there. Oh my goodness. Trump. Take it back. Well, that's easier said than done. But they, put all the use back they couldn't, in the word. They couldn't hold on to it. That's right. Too many guns now, that's for sure. That's right. King George mm. III wasn't too good. He, and he went crazy trying to get it back, Narelle. You know that. Oh, I know. Yeah. The other one that annoys me is if you're texting someone, mm. and I get a lot of texts, why do they put tomorrow as in the numeral two and then morrow? Well, anyone knows. Is it so hard to do an extra letter? No, it's, it, it, everyone knows it's Tomoz. You know that, Narelle, and so oh, do tomoz. I. Tomoz. No, no, no. It's not Tomoz. Oh. I don't say I'll see it Tomoz. Mm. Well, maybe if you're going to be seeing them today, you don't need to say Tomoz. <laughs> I never see anyone today. It's always tomorrow. Mm. I'm, I'm soz if you think Peter's <laughs> being a bit too harsh. Yeah. We've done well. Great. GR8 is not great. No, it is not. It is terrible. That's something you fall down. In the street. I blame teachers. With your high heels, but that's just me. I blame oh, teachers. Damn them. Yes, Are you listening, high school English teachers of the 21st century? It is your fault. And I do it. I a... had a girl give me an email address the other day, and she told I don't know what it was, but she said it's Annabelle, and instead of hyphen, she said, you know that little dash thing that goes oh, in the middle, it doesn't go underneath. The dash thing. <laughs> The dash thing. Mm, I can't, I can't, that's got a bit of charm, I've got to say, Narelle. The dash thing no, kind of, is kind of doing it for me. Well, look, if you can't get a hyphen right, then, yeah. you know, where, well, where is the world going? hyphen is a bodily part. And neither is it something you do to get I'm petrol sorry, out of a car. I'm, I'm still reveling the dash <laughs> thing. The dash, there's so much you can do with a dash thing, Narelle. You know it and I know it. Where on earth are we going to be with semicolons by the end of that's this millennium? Right. That's someone that's just had a partial bowel removed, semicolon. <laughs> <laughs> Narelle! This has been wonderful. Thank you, Narelle. You're a star. You've done done enough damage. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. 
Hi, John. Welcome to the show. I understand that you are full of wordiness and verbiage, and you've got some gripes, gripes is a good word, with the way that the English language is being murdered by Generation Y. Am I correct? No. Okay. (laughs) You think that the teenagers of today are speaking just fine? I think uh, speaking just fine, is that what you just said? That's what I just said. Is there a problem, John? There is a problem on, on, on the verbiage, yes. And what's the verbiage? What's the problem with the, the verbiage? I think the teenagers of today are doing just fine. No, there's we, no G. There's the no G. The generation there. should be apologising profusely about the mess in which we've left them. Yeah, that's right. But we do, we do want to know what your opinions are with certain phraseologies that have gotten your goat. Can I pass you on to my um, mind, body, spirit person? Somebody here who would love to talk to you on that very subject. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome Peter, who's been stroking John's ego, and it's not working. Hello there, boys. Hello, Peter. Welcome to the show. Now, we're told that you've got, like we have, gripes with the way that the English language is being murdered by Generation Y. Am I... Man, like it's just sick. Well, this that's one. there's there's your first problem because you know it's fully sick. It's fu- it's fully sick, and you know just that was but, a, that was an interesting chortle from John. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that ego stroking's working, Peter. Keep going, keep there going, go. baby. Okay, Generation Y and their filthy use of incorrect spelling while they text and their ability to shorten everything to something that doesn't make any sense so, at all. So what's, um, the, what's the one thing that really annoys you when they say or when they write? What is something that really frustrates you and says, you're an idiot, you should know how to speak proper? Um, it's, it's, the lack. it's the lack of verbiage, you know. Hey, son, you write a four-paragraph message and they write back going, yeah. Well, isn't that... Isn't nah. That, nah yeah. Um, so it's the lack of... The lack of ability to articulate anything that's isn't, actually interesting. Isn't that more an engagement issue? Because I figure that, uh, I think... No, they're just not interested in talking to anyone who's over 30, really, or, you know, isn't hot. Give me very limited communication. But what about... Okay, now, let's just assume for a moment that you are somebody of the generation above that which we are uh, discussing. We're, we're talking about kids who are not au fait with the appropriate use of the English language. Or the French language. They're not even au fait with au fait. Do you know that the French word for souffle is souffle? Uh, a wee-wee. And camembert is camembert. Uh-huh. I went out with souffle once. There's nothing more. <laughs> <laughs> but do you think... I, I, I want to test something. This, this, okay, I'm, te- I, I'm testing you. Here we go. If I say to you, we're going to hit the frog and toad, what are we doing? Oh, we're hitting the road. Yeah, okay. Jack, and don't you come back? Yeah, keep going. Oh, she sings. She sings. Uh, She talks, she dances, she sings. (laughs) If I am in trouble and strife, who am I talking about? Your wife. 100%. So rhyming slang is another thing. We're we're actually... Yeah, but that that stuff all comes actually from our parent era. It's not even our era. It's definitely not the, the generation below us. It's English. Um, and it's only English. if they had grandparents that talk like that would they yeah. ever be able to understand any of it, really. But that actually does come from, from, uh, from England, and we've inherited it and we've morphed it into something more relatable. Mm. However, my point is, should we be using it more often in order to keep that alive? Because it's completely lost on the generation. I would hate to think that only one generation disuse this or, or neglect this wonderful repartee and it's gone forever. 
Well, it's, it's kind of uh, like the Aboriginal languages, really, isn't it? So yes. if the elders don't pass it down, they're gone. Well, you see, I've been trying to pass on shilly-shally and dilly-dally to my children, and they're not interested. And they just think you're an idiot. They, do. they don't want to know about it, I, right? They, they think that before I even tell them about shilly-shallying or dilly-dallying. Yeah, before you open your mouth, That's they've right. already gone idiot. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Because that, that's, that that's, that's funny <laughs> and, and, and offensive and emasculating. But don't you think that Generation Y have their own slang and their own dialect? In fact, I had a conversation with an English teacher, a high school teacher, and I was lamenting the, their inability to spell and that they change words and da-da-da. And she said, well, that is the nature of language. It evolves. Correct. And that She's we right. She's absolutely right. And just kind of let them go. And if they spell it phonetically, they spell it phonetically. Well, you, because you, you, they can't do anything without spell check anymore. You but read, the you, language will morph just like it has. Correct. If you read something that was written in Victorian times in the 19th century, you would say that's a very strange way of expressing yourself. But then they would have read Shakespeare and they would have thought exactly the same. Look, I, th- I think the problem that we have is, is are we, in, in terms of this conversation, are we assuming that incorrect use of the English language is a bad thing or is that in fact acceptable oh, hang on i just want to time i just want to throw something in here and we need to define incorrect because american english is incorrect to us but correct to them brazilian portuguese is correct to the brazilians and incorrect to the portuguese so how do you define correct english well that's I, actually a good question because this show is going globally so to me incorrect i would say that it's pretty easily defined by correct being that which is appropriate and applicable to the country in which you reside and that you are using that language. So for instance, if we are if we are in Australia and we are writing, we should be using Australian English dictionary spelling and not American. And not okay, even but here's one for you, a bit of devil's advocacy here. In Portugal, because Portugal had an agreement with Brazil, now the Portuguese actually have to change the spelling of their language in some words to appease the Brazilian blah blah blah, and now they have to change all their textbooks and everything. And the and the purists of the Portuguese language are furious, and the Brazilians think it's perfectly acceptable that the Portuguese should change their language to suit them. So it's like America saying we should we have to change our spelling. Well, they've been more covert about it. They've just installed all the software with the default being the American dictionary. And the CIA is spreading that around the world like a virus. Right. But the question, the question is that, I mean, now that we've sort of very loosely uh, defined what is the correct and incorrect use of language, right. is it therefore acceptable that if we allow and permit the incorrect use of language, that that then therefore leads to a legitimate evolution of the language? Or we supposed to allow the evolution to be augmentation and addition without changing that which is already fine as is. All right, so so double the size of the dictionary kind of thing. Well, that's just with that sentence alone that Elliot just said. Um, but the thing is, you can't stop them. Can't you know, stop Peter, kids Peter, talking can, how they want to talk. I think that's the defeatist attitude. I think... I think, I think oh, good luck with that one. Off you go. Go try and change no, the teenage I think you've had too much fresh air, Peter. There, where, there's, where there's life, there's hope. I think there there is an opportunity to take back the English language, and Elliot has the answer. Oh, Elliot, what's the answer? A cricket bat. That's it. 
both dreaming. But that's, no, that's, a, the, but answer. that's the answer is a cricket bat as long as you're playing cricket. John's very vocal for somebody who didn't want to talk Correct. on the program. <laughs> Both dreaming. You've got no hope. Ah, uh, bar humbug. We're well, both, hang on a minute. We're not. We're not selling anything in the trading post, John. That's right. No, it's actually called that. We have absolutely zero control over how our kids. You have zero control over John. <laughs> That's the way. Uh huh. Uh huh. John likes it. Uh huh. Uh huh. That is not the musical Very break true. I want. You sing too. How about that, Peter? Before we cut you off. Yeah, don't cut me off, please. Oh, no, no, no. He's talking about me. <laughs> please. No, no. I was actually talking to the other Peter, Peter with an A. Peter with an A. Please do not continue to use the word sing to describe that which Peter with an R was actually conducting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're absolutely correct. Well, that's what, that's what happens when you get older, Peter. It's like it's just not as responsive as it once was. From. Well, we both think that your show is wonderful. You've got gutsy young fellas. Youngish. That's not very that kind young. of you to say. Both, we both think our show is shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it's yeah because it's either going to be really good or it's going to be appalling. Well, I always say, Peter, you got to have you, you got to evoke an emotional response. People are either going to hate it or love it, and that's just fine. Yeah, that's right. Probably get a reaction. You don't want people to be ambivalent. Now, there's a word. Shit is okay as long as it's relatable. That's right. Let's go to a song. <laughs> Jack Wilson said it was written to kind of love you got knock me off my feet let it all hang oh let it all hang yeah you know I'm so wide up don't need no coffee in my cup let it all hang let it all hang watch this
If you need a dynamic and effective new website or to communicate with your customers using a variety of digital tools, call Interactive Investor. Household name clients like Westfield Group, Telstra and the Australian World Orchestra trust us to help them with their digital communication needs and you can too. Call us on 02-9252-6696 or just go to www.interactiveinvestor.com.au to find out more. Hey David. Hello Peter. Thank you for being part of the Midlife Crisis Show. It's my pleasure. David, tonight's subject is English literacy. Is Generation Y killing it or murdering it? Do you have an opinion? Oh, I do. You're referring to the current generation of dumbed-down internet adult children, right? Correct. You've nailed it. Well, clearly they're killing and murdering literacy. Uh, to be fair, every generation introduces its own slang and colloquialism. Yeah, sorry. I didn't, I didn't realise I was in my English class at school. <laughs> yeah, well, look, they're, they're adding to it and they're killing it at the same time. Does that make sense? It does. What, what are some of the phrases that you love and wish were still alive in Generation Y? And conversely, what are some of the phrases or terminologies that are being thrown out there that make absolutely no sense to our generation by Gen Y that you think should be stomped out? Oh, well, on the second one, uh, clearly, you know, sod, lol. Um, ruffle. Ruffle, a mayo. Yeah. Um, meaningless acronyms. But on the one, on the more positive, the ones that it would be good to keep would just be words like therefore and... Verily. Hitherto, verily. Mm. Uh, verily taking it back a bit there, Peter. Yeah, well, I, I remain your faithful servant as always. Yeah. yeah. Look, we don't want to sound like um, Luddites or, uh, what's the word, old fogies, do we, gentlemen? No, no, no. Fogie, great word. Yeah, well... I, yeah, I challenge you. I challenge you to find a Gen Y or a millennial who knows what fogey means, David. Yeah, I mean it's one thing that they don't know stuff, but it's a question of what they're replacing it with. Mm. And if it's only soz and lol, that's not much. Well, what do you think their children are going to talk like? Uh, my my thinking is that there won't be any children because they really don't talk to each other. Yeah, they don't talk to each other. I mean, I guess they probably still have sex, so there still might be um, children. Yeah. Yeah, but what what will they do with those children? I think they'll I think they take them up to the mountain and leave them there because they won't know how to look after them because they don't know how to look after themselves. Evidently, I mean, I was seriously, gentlemen, I was at a transport conference the other day. I thought you were going to say a, tra a transvestite conference. Yes, <laughs> and they are seriously now introducing pedestrian lights to show up pedestrian crossings and traffic lights on the ground, mm. so that people who are just addicted to looking down at their phone the whole time will know when they're about to be run over by a semi-trailer. That's actually a good point. And you've brought about something that I fear. I fear that when my kids have kids and I'm going to have grandchildren in my lifetime, that will come to be of an age that they can communicate with me verbally, that we will not understand each other. Mm. And there will be no... I'll, I'll need my son to translate between the two generations. Well, we've all studied Wittgenstein, and I don't think it'll get that bad because language is about shared use and meaning and if they're not going to be understood by anyone except themselves they've still got to operate heavy machinery and they've still got to use English 
You I see, like you see, yeah, I, I barely understood what you just said there myself, so I can... But Elliot clearly got it. He's the smart one, right? Yeah, he's, yeah I'm, I'm just the eye candy. Elliot's the smart one. And he's got the radio... <laughs> he's got the radio voice I don't. I'm sorry, I was just yeah. in, I was just out getting a cup of coffee. What? <laughs> All right. Now, basically, in philosophy of language, you can't invent a private language. You certainly can. You Have you heard of uh, coding? Coding a computer, that's a private language, David. You just don't get it. What do you do no. for... Can I ask what you do for a living, Dave? I run an applied research company in the field of mathematics and statistics. So you're a fun guy. You know how to party, right? <laughs> he stopped calling our, our callers uh, vegetables. Virulent vegetables. No, no, it's all about you, David. No, no, no. Now, go on, Elliot. You, you, you sound, we should meet one day, Elliot. You sound like an interesting guy. He is. Who's that other guy with you? Where'd you get him? <laughs> You know, that's exactly what one of my friends said the other day. <laughs> Who's the other random bloke that, you, that yeah, you're doing this with? People, are, people can be so unkind, David. They just don't get it. They don't get it. They should, but they don't. Yeah, they should. They should. But now, look, back to the topic. Um, we're still on. on I'm still, I'm still reeling from the fact that you think I'm a fascinating guy. <laughs> yeah, well, only, only over what I've heard orally, you know, over the Orally. Orally, forget it. But orally, wonderful. <laughs> As I say, Elliot's got a great face for radio. It's true. Oh, that's it's true. Peter, you can do better than that. I really can't. Now, but, that's as good as it gets. No, but seriously, uh, there's a lot of stuff written on, you know, Gen Y, Gen whatever it is, Gen I, iPhone, whatever they're called. But it's some of it, it's not as bad as it looks, and maybe, but neither is it, you know, there are problems. But I don't think they can invent a private language, and things like Souls and LOL will drift away like smoke. You know? I hope so. That's very poetic, David. Yes, and because um, you could have said like a fart in the wind, and that would have been fine. And that's in, that's in keeping been... that's in keeping with the tenor and the tone, and in fact the smell of the show. Indeed, indeed. Yeah, you're the that's smart right. one. You're the smart caller for tonight. For that, you get a very firm pat on the back when we ever meet you. <laughs> all right, is that all? Well, all right, uh, honestly, honestly, thank you, gentlemen. Thank you, and good night. And it was a midlife crisis show, and uh, I love your work. Good love your work, mate. Oh, that's our new jingle. Oh. That's the new opening. That's the new opening to the show, right there. Thanks, mate. See you, Dave. Everyone loves balloons. Did you know that balloons are also one of the most successful ways to market your business or organisation? Be noticed. Call Quick Print Balloons to have your own logo professionally printed on the finest quality balloons. We ship all over the country. Check out quickprintballoons.com.au. What have we learned tonight? Well, as usual on the Midlife Crisis Show, brought to you by Tick Yes, Interactive Investor, Quick Print Balloons, and Prom Night Events. I think we've learned absolutely nothing, but we've had a lot of fun along the way. It's not about the destination, it's about the journey. And it's about having as much fun as you can when you're getting nowhere. That's right. And particularly listening to songs that are completely irrelevant to this day and age and make no sense whatsoever. The Midlife Crisis Show. You heard it here first. If you heard it at all, that's an achievement. <laughs> and good night. Good night.